Um, we took last week off because uh, I had a little, as man, Matt Hancock would call it, I had a little rest. Hang on. Go on. I'm not having we. <laughs> All right. I, I'm not having we. I didn't we did, try it in. We we didn't actually take it off. What we did was we tried to record it, but I'll I'll let the words of, of Tarek cover what... Um, what what it was like at one point i was trying to edit it and i've got i can't breathe i literally can't breathe and you just and i just you just hear Tarek mumble under the microphone god this is fucking depressing <laughs> I, mean, I was just like yeah genuinely concerned for your well-being we felt yeah, yeah. you were gonna die before the end of the recording like yeah, tv yeah. town was gonna be the saddest <laughs> it had ever been it, it, at some point, you were like, we can just stop if you're not okay, right? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, and that right? happened. And a uh, <laughs> couple of days later, I'm in hospital. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, that, that show's still unedited, by the way. I oh, just yeah, want to point yeah. out, did finish yeah. the job. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I <laughs> couldn't hospital, but didn't finish I, the job. Yeah, yeah, left that. That file is very much still unfinished. <laughs> so are those like the lost tapes now? Oh, I'm going to release them at Christmas for everyone so they can proper just feel my horror. That's going to be a weird release, just in the middle of like in the middle of Christmas, us talking about Prince Philip's death. Although I have a nagging feeling that most of the Red Tops will still be talking about it as well. The BBC might still be screening content on it because fuck me if they got legs out of that fucking story this week. Yeah, the the only person who have forgotten about him is the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, she's just neck deep, throat deep in absolute. East European cocks. Is there, I, no, I don't think it'll be them. I think it'll be Paul Burrell. Is he still around? You know the guy who was Diana's <laughs> confidant? He's probably yeah. still clinging on to the coattails somewhere, and now he's rattling the queen. That fucking creepy fuck. He looked like he looked like a pants sniffer. Like he looked like an underwear sniffer. There is absolutely no world in which he didn't go into Diana's drawers and go into her drawers. You know what I'm saying? There's no doubt in my mind. If you'd have had the chance to sniff Princess Diana's <laughs> knickers, I don't think there was a man who lived through the 1990s who wouldn't have seized that opportunity. I think, I, th- I mean, to be fair, we can bring back to our recurring segment, uh, who are the top three royal gussets you'd like to sniff? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, not, not, Prince, not Princess Margaret. I read, imagine the smell, smell of scotch and gin. <laughs> Yeah, Princess Anne's would probably smell like Cheltenham races. Yeah. She looks like a horse. That's why that joke worked. Thank you. Um, wow. That's I know, right? I just became like one of those, what's a night, like Frankie Boyle on fucking uh, one of those terrible weekly shows. That's what that's done. She looked like a horse. Uh, no, I can't think of any others. Beat- Beatrix? Oh, she yeah, Beatrix. Yeah, yeah, she's she fine. She's, had, she's having Is kids. She of age. Yeah, she Who had was a that? Kid. That's, that Zara one, the horse lady. She was very attractive. Zara Phillips. Yeah. Well, she's, she's, married a to a rugby, she's married to a rugby player, yeah? Yeah, massive yeah. rugby player husband. Um, I mean, I suppose we should apologise for actually now having the conversation about which royal family members. <laughs> Gusset's we would sniff. I mean, that's I, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Stephen nearly died. Stephen nearly died. Let's get back on the sympathy dollar. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I rock up, um, 
They give me a COVID test immediately because I have a temperature of, uh, uh, what is it, 39.4, which is quite warm. I'd put that on the warm scale. And when you can't, when you've got a like O2 saturation of 90, which is, you want 100 really. That's that's what you want. Um, so they, they gave me a COVID test, came back negative. They scanned my lungs and they were like, wow, your, your lungs are pretty scarred up. Uh, so yeah, like just this mild case of COVID that I had back in September. Uh, back in December, just wiped my lungs out, and um, now I've got. How did you manage to make a story of near death so fucking boring? Because I've that died. Was unbelievable. I've nearly died like three times, and at this no, point, I, I, you're just like, man. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it is. Yeah, it's like a weekly occurrence for you. Yeah, like oh, I yeah. fell off a mountain, got stabbed, like you know, yeah, my lungs. Like Reese's answer to John McLean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's wild though. Like, like, say you had a, like a fuck all case, and then your lungs were just that yeah. imperiled. Um, yeah. What what I re- what I really liked was it helped like um, disavow like all the nonsense I'm hearing from like all the COVID denies and stuff. That if you walk in there with a the flu, they'll try and tell you you've got COVID. No. What they want to know is what's actually wrong with you. Like they they grew like a load of cultures and stuff that they didn't need to once they realised I had pneumonia. Uh, just to confirm which type of bacteria had caused the pneumonia. Tell you like, what, they though, didn't need to do that. You couldn't tell from the streets this week that COVID's still a thing because people are out of the house. They are out, out. It is fucking wild out there. Finger <laughs> yeah. blasting in the streets. It is like the Wild West in Manchester. <laughs> on, mon- on Monday, I witnessed a girl throw up on herself at three o'clock in the afternoon. Great. <laughs> which, the bars had only been open for three hours. And that's if she got there as they opened. It was quite an impressive feat. <laughs> it's quite like, it's quite good drink. What, what you, three hours is a very short space of time to get to throwing up on yourself stage. Because that's oh, yeah. way beyond throwing up stage. Yeah. Like, that's I, uh, miles down the line. Yeah, that's true. She's not got, a, like, at a plant pot or anything. She's fucking gone yeah. on all, herself. All over herself. <laughs> yeah. Just like just like a sick owl. Yeah, that's, right. like, that's, like, that's like girl at house party drunk. Yeah. Just yeah, burping yeah. it out. Did she even <laughs> notice? Did she do one of those weird things where she's like... <laughs> she's not going out and called an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I witnessed I witnessed a woman kicking drinks off a table, calling all cops bastards at like six o'clock on Monday. So Bristol's doing it right as well. I mean, I agreed with the sentiment, but she came to my Guinness. There was going to be trouble. <laughs> um, like four four police cars showed up to arrest her, which I thought was a bit excessive. But then again, it's the police. And a, yeah. and a woman was involved. I, I can't. I can't express. A black that. woman as well, no less. To be <laughs> right. Oh yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so, it was a it was a sight. I mean, I imagine like all the other cars were just there as like police oversight committees or. Or to, or to make sure they had more witnesses to the incident than normal witnesses. <laughs> if it's a, if it was a white guy that had sent a PCSO, and because it's a black, it's, it's a black lady who sent the fucking four TAU units. <laughs> yeah, they would have just asked his mate to pick him up and not be a dick. That was what it would have been. <laughs> But um, yeah, I suppose so. I'm glad you're not dead, Stephen. That's good. Yeah, so am I. Uh, I was pretty relieved when I could start breathing again. That was pretty good. And my temperature yeah. come, came down pretty quick. That intra, that intravenous like antibiotics, man. Oh, they don't half give you diarrhea, but you you feel pretty good pretty quick. <laughs> like, that sounds gross. Um, yeah, that sounds gross. 
I'm sad <laughs> what, yeah. what a gross way to start. Um, <laughs> all right. <I> don't know. <laughs> then we're in. Then we're in. Yeah. Right, let's That's fucking go. So let's just start with fucking green cell. Let's just start. Let's just start at yeah, the top. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. I think that's I the mean, one. I've got fucking scandal fatigue. <laughs> I and also, why do they all have the same name? It's so you're confused by it. I think I think green cell sounds like something you'd use to remove algae from your paving slabs. <laughs> that's <laughs> how they get you. Boy, yeah. shitless. It's it's that powder that you drop in a private pool in your in your pool at home, so yeah. it doesn't grow scum over the top of it. I'll just drop some green cell in there for us, love. The Tories aren't even admitting it's dirty, let alone like <laughs> trying to start cleaning it. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> fine. That pool's absolutely fine. No problem there. Matt Hancock has paid seventy five thousand pounds for the first pool cleaner he could find. Oh, <laughs> so as I, as I understand it, right. Um, Lex Greensill is this Australian billionaire. He's got this dubious company, which has um, been like, they've had a load of finance crimes investigations in, in Germany. And they do, what they describe that what they do is supply chain finance and derivative products. That, to me, says Shell Company. <laughs> yeah, um, is, yeah. But basically, they were employing uh, Dodgy Dave, uh, it's very Australian of Lex Greensill to hire a man who admitted to fucking a pig. You can just it seems it seems like something an, an Australian billionaire would be on board with in my eyes. Um, yeah, and Cameron's employed, and he's basically done some dodgy lobbying. Obviously, Matt Hancock's involved because Matt Hancock's always involved. Um, <laughs> so Cameron's been lobbying Matt Hancock on behalf of this company, and what they were trying to do was essentially just secure political access for Greensill Capital. Uh, the Treasury basically rejected his attempts to secure the company access to this COVID emergency loan scheme. And then Cameron said it was nuts to exclude this company from the, from the scheme. Text Rishi Sunak a couple of times, said, hey, Rishi, bit silly this, isn't it? And uh, then it all collapsed anyway, and Cameron didn't get the £21.8 million he would have got had... It's gone through. I mean, even for... I like that Matt Hancock. Matt Hancock's the hardest working man in political scandal. He's like the... He's like the, <laughs> it's like the rock, but for fuck-ups. Like, he's unbelievable the amount of projects he's attached to. What is... Do you know, uh, do you know uh, B.A. Baracus, Mr. T? What is his know. name in Rocky Three? Because that's how hard he works. Oh, like, um... Oh God, it's so ridiculously obvious. But yeah. It's not. It's not Thunderlips. That's that's Hulk Hogan. No, that's it? Hulk Hogan's name. Um, yeah. I can't remember now. Do, do you know a guy remember. called uh, Jocko Willink? There's this uh, American dude called Jocko Willink who's like this uh, Navy SEAL kind of fella. And every day he takes a photo on Instagram and puts it on of like his sweat patch in the gym at half four in the morning, like oh, how yeah, hard yeah. he's been working. And just imagine Hancock just like doing the same thing. Hardest working man in scandal. Yeah. <laughs> just like photos of checks at half four in the morning that he's written already. Blank checks. Blank checks. <laughs> He's accepted. Just piles of them. Sweating. In with his blindfold on and his dartboard <laughs> out, just randomly picking who he's going to pick for the next job. Imagine. <laughs> but imagine, imagine. It'd be getting a fucking good present for Christmas, wouldn't he? It'd, it'd literally get you anything you wanted. Anything you asked for, he'd give it to you. It'd be unbelievable. His kids must have everything. 
I bet he didn't even know. I bet he didn't even notice that the the deal had fallen through. You know, <laughs> Cameron Cameron's retired now. He he needs that cash. You know, uh, what's his name? No, Susanna. No, what's his wife's name? Samantha. She'd be on at him. You've been laying about the house, you lazy prick. She, Get out she and already, earn some. She already had the kitchen pick, picked out. The argument <laughs> that she wanted circled. Yeah, Boris is getting a new kitchen. That's what yeah. she said. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, so basically, what's happened is Labour have asked for an inquiry into this. Well, sort of. Keir Starmer, Keir Starmer, had a go at Boris on Wednesday. Did you see? He actually, I mean, he actually, he actually provided in Prime Minister's Question Time. There was a two a two and a half minute segment where it looked like he was the leader of the opposition party. I I absolutely refute that. Are you sure he just wasn't trying to be the Tory the Tory party candidate? <laughs> <laughs> well, the camera was the other way around than it is normally. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. moved it to the other end of the room, <laughs> and he was just like, "Oh, it's my time to shine." And he worked um, in the wrong room, or was he making? Or was he eyeballing one of his labor <laughs> labor associates, just going, "No, you're a piece of shit." <laughs> um, I, what I actually like is that um, for some reason, labor part the Labour Party are now trying to make themselves the party of law and order because there's nothing that people on the left like more than the party of law and order. It's like, why are we going after conservative votes? I think it's we need like, a new party. I think I think that's the yeah. key. I think there needs to be there needs to genuinely be a new party. And I think I mean the racist new ones seem to do really well every time. So there's obviously a market. People are interested in new political parties as a thing. How well do the racist ones actually do though? They never seem to actually like they never get any MPs. You know, they they get some seats, but never I think they'll, I think they'll find that Nigel Farage got us out of Europe. Well, Nigel along- Farage was the ugly, yellow tooth, fucking grumpy face of it, but he wasn't exactly. I can't imagine how much lobbying he actually did. People just voted for a vague idea. Yeah. What a disaster that is, by the way. <laughs> haven't really, we haven't got. We haven't gone back on that this week, but I've just. I've finally dipped my toe back into the world of work, and I'm finding out just how long it's taken to get things from out of a port nowadays. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Give up until 2022, basically, lads. It's not happening. It's, uh, it's there. It's in the country, but fuck knows if we can find the paperwork. Um, Matt Hancock's mate Shazza from school somehow botched it. We don't know what's going on. It's a mess. I'm. I'm absolutely, I'm like, I'm offended that they're not putting the work into it anymore. Like, right. Okay. So back in the day, the Tory party, like Winston Churchill sold a load of guns to the IRA to keep the conflict going so that the Whig party, sorry, so that the Whig party would get less votes, right? Personally. Yeah, personally, like literally put him on a boat himself. He stacked up the (laughs) weapons took them across, unstacked them, and took the money for them. Like, that's how intense he, intent he was on this. Yeah, but who's got time no, for that now? No, you're talking, no, this is not true. There's no way Winston Churchill went to fucking Belfast. It was, like that, was it like that series of Sons of Anarchy, where they just drive around on the Harleys in Belfast looking for a baby girl? I'm not joking. It's this can't be real. It's in a book called The Strange Death of Liberal England. Seriously, the Tory party, Winston Churchill personally sold guns to the IRA. Like, to, out of the back of his car. Like, like some no. sort of minder character. No, he put him on a boat, took <laughs> the Fucking Lovejoy. Lovejoy just running around. <laughs> Ian McShane running around in his BMW. So <laughs> Del Boy. You say he Del Boy some guns off the back of his... Yeah, serious. Churchill's Winston's independent traders. <laughs> yeah. Like, for real, right? No one knew about that 
for a good solid seven years, right? That's a scandal, right? That's how you get away with something. You literally take the guns yourself, hire the boat yourself, sell the sell them, keep the money yourself, right? Pretty enclosed scam. You don't start texting people on WhatsApp, the most insecure texting app in the world. Yeah, but like, also you also don't need to now because there's no there's no punishment. Like what apparently there's gonna be an actual inquiry into this, but I've got a nagging feeling this independent inquiry may have one or two familiar faces. So there's gonna be an ind- there's gonna be an independent inquiry, probably by I'm gonna hazard a guess it's probably gonna be by someone who's been to Eton. Um yeah. and then yeah, it were those other lads in that photo uh, that famous photo of Cameron and fucking Boris at fucking uni. It'd be that lad in the sunglasses at the back. <laughs> Uh, that's who's running it. Yeah, the, the, well, Samantha, the other members Samantha the Cameron will be running this fucking thing. She's got nothing to do. Oh, she's yeah. got clothes business. She might be independently wealthy. Right. Almost yeah. certainly. But I just don't. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. It's lazy. It's just. It just stinks of lazy. You like, so you like you like you like you want someone driving down there. Did you see? Just sorry. Just completely on a weird tangent. Did you? I saw a clip of David Jason. Um, telling an awfully racist anecdote about the uh, about the royal family this week. It was, I think, it was during maybe the cent- centenary or whatever fucking some or, or some sort of celebration for the queen. Seventy five years in the gig, I don't know something like that. Maybe one of her birthdays. Oh, at ninety, maybe. Anyway, and he sat there now looking like some fucking angry old gnome, um, telling the story of how um, how she uh, how she referred to black people as gorillas. But in a in a slightly weird under it was really weird. Who, who did? Like, the Queen did. No, David Jason. David Jason referred to black people as gorillas. No, David Jason told an anecdote about when he was with Prince Philip and the Queen, and apparently she turned to him at an engagement, nudged him, and went, "I thought I was talking to a gorilla." Oh, it's unreal. It's an it's an unbelievable clip. I always thought David Jason was a bit. He's in a couple of shows that are on the jagged edge. Mm. He's been in my he's been in my death in my death pool for the last three years. Really. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Actually, he's on that list now. I thought he was already dead. Um, but didn't he actually? Then he did that. He brought that. That what's that one where he's the shopkeeper, which was Ronnie Barker. Anyway, this is another. Um, I've keeping up, somehow. Keeping up, no. Keeping up, no. Keeping up appearances is one member. Club Alang. Club Alang. That's it. Club Alang is Mr. T. Club Alang is Mr. T. Yeah. What? I've even forgotten what that part of the conversation. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Come on. So is okay. there going to be any comeback? Is there going to be any blowback? Right. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you straight. This is how. This is we. We've gone through this before. Binners, who is in charge of ultimately punishing MPs when they've behaved poorly? Well, ultimately, it's the Prime Minister. So, is there going to be any punishment for the Prime Minister's bezzy mates? It seems relatively unlikely. <laughs> yeah. So you can have all the all the inquiries you want. Like this this week we got Pretty Patel literally committing human like 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 war crimes, right? <laughs> and on and on the erection scale, where did that put I know you were you were sick in hospital, weren't you? So I suppose it or did you still raise a chub? Yeah, yeah, that was it. It was very uncomfortable for all the nurses involved when they were when they were hand toweling me down while I was reading the news. You got a priapic erection over Pretty Patel. <laughs> I suppose when they asked you as well. So, Stephen, what is this? Uh, you can't really get turned on the nurses. Oh no, this is about Pretty Patel and sh- actual human rights violations. I feel like we called that on this podcast, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We literally did. I think I think we predict the future. I genuinely think we might be prophets. Yeah, like the amount of stuff we've got right so far. So 
Binner's Binner's got The Rock running for president. Bang on. You got the pretty Patel's. This is going to get done for 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 crimes. This is this is just crimes, right? And I got uh, who Q was, which is great. So, so it uh, turns out if you throw enough actual shit, some of <laughs> yeah. it will some of it will stick. <laughs> yeah, we're we're pr- we're pretty good. I think I think we've I think we've genuinely got like six things correct. I think we should start a cult, mate. That's what I think we should do. I'm really I'm super keen on it. I mentioned it before, but I'm I'm really keen. Uh, uh, how well can it be? We could then parlay that cult into this new political party you want. Yeah, yeah that's what, I'm pretty keen for a political party. I think it's a good idea. Is it, as well as being a stupid idea, it is also a genuine idea. Because <laughs> yeah. there is no... Ever, everything's so polarised. And generally, I think in life, most people are somewhere in the fucking middle. People are right on some things and left on some things. There aren't many people who are very left on violent crime, really. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no one yeah. say, there's no there's no one really who's saying, Oh, make make sure you look after the violent offenders and don't upset them. This is gonna be bad, but yeah, I think we should move to a rehabilitation based system rather than punishment based. Oh no. Oh yeah, but, um... but most people, Stephen, I'm not saying I but most people aren't, I don't think. No, yeah, yeah my, my parents are available, but my my old man says string them up every time he sees any kind of uh, rapist or uh, Yeah, or... yeah. It's- there's something, there's some like humanity leaves us when violent crime that we can't understand gets involved. You know, like I get very, I get very um, stick them on an island when it comes to pedos. No, not not salt them, but I will put, I'd like to put them all on. Like, then we surely create like Jurassic Park, just create a big pedo island. Like, yeah, I just don't think that prisons like that actually reform. No, or no, it wouldn't really be a prison. It's just literally just an island, deeply, desperately cut off from the world, where you can stick them with a fucking child of a, a child, child, a child, <laughs> just one, just one between them. Oh my god, how would you pick that poor kid? <laughs> that is the, that is the shortest straw of all time. <laughs> It's kids that cry on trains. Anyone who brings their kid into a pub after six o'clock, <laughs> um, their kid will be lowered in like that cow in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clever girl. Um, um. No, they'll be like, like drop them all on there with a fucking bunch of computer-generated kiddie porn because it's a proclivity, right? At this point, they'll be on. There's no real rehabilitation for it. It's a proclivity. So you just dump them on over well, a bunch of kiddie porn, let them fucking fuck each other and do whatever else at the end of time. There's chemical castration and shit like that. They have that, they, a lot of people that's have really, that. Done. That's not really rehabilitation. That's neutering somebody to the point where they have no no mores or drives. That's not really. That's not. But is that re- is that is that rehabilitation to somebody that's had like you just the, the thing is we just don't know because it's because we know so little about the brain right yeah, true. That at this point re- rehabilitating a pedophile is beyond our capabilities but we know a lot about tide patterns and how hard it is to get off a tiny remote island so I'm just saying this feels that's the problem like like Ben as he said there that's the problem that's where I get a bit like I could get if someone was saying we're getting militant on that kind of stuff. I could probably turn a blind eye, which is not great. Um, but I, you know, I believe in a petition for all other things. There's a lot of, you know, but it's tricky. It's fucking tricky. So what, what else would we stand on in this delightfully? So aren't we just the liberal Democrats? If we're going to be that central. No, no. Cause the liberal Democrats are actually like left wing, which is weird. Are they? They, yeah. What about when they were the conservative lapdogs for a, a small yeah, period of time? That was a very bad political mistake. 
They're yeah. actually, if you look at the policies, they're left of New Labour. Well, I, I'm getting a shed next week, so I'm going to start writing a manifesto. <laughs> oh, good. Ooh. This is, I always didn't want you to get it. A shed for this exact reason. <laughs> you knew it'd come with manifesto writing. Yeah, you can't you can't have a shed and not have a manifesto. Yeah, it's 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 what it's going to start sending me a message going. Could you send me that anarchist cookbook? <laughs> and the worst bit is you'll have been about you'll have been about in work about two weeks then, just being just being pulled apart by these rampant pricks on the piss. God knows what's going to go in that manifesto. Just selling selling one pound tacos and expecting people not to get murderous is just it's just you know what Hon- honestly it's been a really nice vibe everywhere it's been real chill Manchester's like the last hour because nowhere's really open past midnight because that's when the pavement licenses are till pretty much um, the last hour eleven till twelve is a bit rowdy but that's it really I haven't I haven't been out past then. Yeah. A lot of places around here are all kind of because they're all gardens and that. I'll have to shut up by 10, but I, I fucking look forward to getting somewhere till midnight. Woof. Tell you what, though, tell you where there won't be an interesting or big party. Did you see uh, the Prince Harry? Well, is, they're not doing military dress at, at uh, Philip's funeral this week because Harry wouldn't be allowed to wear his. Who's not doing military dress? The army? So, no, the whole royal family that are attending the funeral. <laughs> they're just ending up like Donald Duck. They yeah. drill out tops, no bottoms. <laughs> yeah, they're coming, they're, coming, they're coming in fancy dress. They're all going to be dressed as Hitler. Uh, that's, yeah. the only, that's the only costume Harry travels with. Um, but uh, no, so they, all the royal family would normally be in military dress with their fake ranks, having most of them never actually served. Yeah. Just, you know, with all the like 17 medals that they've got. Yeah. Um, but they're not they're not doing that now because Harry, who because he was thrown out of the royal family and cut off, isn't allowed to wear his military garb, even though he served. Which he's is the only one to serve wild. on front lines for I think like a hundred years or something. Like, and he, he's not and he's not allowed to show up in military yeah. dress. He's, he's the only one not allowed. The only why do we lose the decent one? You know what I mean? The one that's like, oh, black people are human beings, and then we're like, not him. Get out. He did also dress up as a Nazi at a party, if you remember. Yeah, but that was childish hijinks. But it turns out that that was pants. <laughs> yeah, turns out least... that, that was pants. Hang on, and he's the only one. He's the only one who tried to fucking stick a prune in that bowl of porridge. You know what I mean? He tried to add a splash of colour. It's not like you can't be. <laughs> you can't fucking. He put some rum in that lemonade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I've killed Vinnersley. That's going over. <laughs> Eighty-six on Vinnersley. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> okay. Right. That's a cheeky number. <laughs> so I guess we don't need to discuss that any further. I think we got it. All right. So obviously I've not been up to like, I've not got up to speed with the week. Right. But. Um, Why, Stephen? Just, just, just chilling. You know, just taking it easy for a little bit. In between, in between gasping for air, I decided not to read articles that would depress me. Oh, um, here we go, talking about the death again. Yeah. So uh, I, I love a good supermarket supermarket arguing story, and uh, Marks and Spencers has become uh, has has begun legal action against Aldi, arguing that the supermarkets cut 
Cuthbert, Cuthbert the Caterpillar cake infringes on its Colin the Caterpillar cake trademark. I don't think I've seen a picture of Cuthbert. I'm going to Google that now and then laugh my ass off as it fucking looks almost identical. It's 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 it look it looks like one of them has access to less money when it was able to buy its trainers for the first day of school. How strong can the trademark be on a caterpillar-shaped cake? Is no one in the world allowed to make a caterpillar-shaped cake? That's quite got to be a pretty strong. So if you it depends because you'll have uh, trademarks per country. So they no one might be able to make a caterpillar cake in the UK. Uh, well, Marks and Spencers is arguing that they have the ca- they have the trademark on caterpillar cakes in the UK. The okay, I'm, so no, so no one else, no one else can make or sell a caterpillar cake in the UK. Other well, than that's what that's what that's what M and S are putting into legal action. But has to do has to do them. Nah, but this Cuthbert prick, it look it looks like a knockoff that your mum would make. Like it's it's like your mum's tried hard to get you. She couldn't afford you a Colin. And that's what M&S are angry about, right? They said, uh, which for a smaller fee has been masquerading at Co- as Colin at birthday parties. <laughs> masquerading! <laughs> that's exactly the... That's the only reason we're, we're doing this story for that quote. <laughs> that's, that's not Colin. But will, they have to get the, will they have to get that woman off the adverts in? That's not Colin. That's not an M&S, Colin. <laughs> um, so here's another one. Uh, so we want to protect uh, Colin... Connie on our reputation for freshness, quality, innovation, and value, and you can just hear the smugness dripping off it. Have you ever, have you ever tried a Colin the Caterpillar? Uh, no, I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't really fancy diarrhea. But it's drier than a smog it. from current Prince Philip. Like it is <laughs> fucking, it is awful. It's like it's just, just it's like a cardboard dildo. It's absolutely abysmal. It's because I've been in one or two offices where people were unloved enough to be given a Colin the Caterpillar for their birthday. Because let's be frank, if you're getting a Colin the Caterpillar for your birthday and all of you listening can take this on board, nobody likes you. And there's absolutely <laughs> nobody with any love or joy in their heart has given a Colin the Caterpillar like, with, a good, with, with good intent. They hate you. Oh, just, if you get a card in the Caterpillar for your birthday, your birthday card in the office is only signed on the normal side. There wasn't no, <laughs> the, no signatures have creeped onto the inside leaf of the card. Just, yeah. And at least seven of them have got the same handwriting because yeah. Sharon from HR was trying. Yeah. Like, nobody. This is We're what talking- they protecting. Yeah, uh, what I really like is that uh, M&S is, is the first retailer in the UK to sell a cap- Caterpillar-style cake, right? But do you want to hear the names of the other ones that do? Oh, go on. Waitrose have Cecil, because of course they do. <laughs> Sainsbury's has got Wiggles, which doesn't feel like it's trying. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggles. <laughs> Wiggles has got deep-seated problems. Yeah, w- Wiggles. Wiggles is the caterpillar that no one talks to. He's not on the text chain, Wiggles. Right? Wiggles is the only caterpillar cake that you're going to be given on Pedo Island once I get it in charge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's no chance of getting anywhere. This is actually quite... This is like a political spectrum of cakes. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, Tesco's. Anyone want to guess what Tesco's have gone for? Uh, I'm going to go for Cordelia the Caterpillar. Oh, Curly. 
Curly. See, yeah. hang on. See, that's a little more. So that's like, you know, Curly Watts, like man of the people. That's a little more. Because you've seen Tesco this week on the manoeuvre, like um, putting up posts, telling people to go out and support independence and that. Tesco, this global corporation, are doing down to earth now. They're supporting the little guy. They're, they're a bit socialist now, everyone's saying on the internet. Yeah, yeah. T- Tesco loves nothing more than an independent retailer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why they took over all those other little shops and or pubs and put a metro in one. Like, that's why they're supporting the little guy. That's like Hitler suddenly professing his love for polka. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, the last time that we got one of these, like, uh, grand statements of go and support other places was Burger King. And then the next thing that came along was them telling women to get back in the kitchen. It's like Rupert Murdoch deciding to tell people to go and read zines. It's, just, <laughs> it's absolutely abysmal. No, he, he, he does tell you to go read zines. White nationalist zines. <laughs> yeah, just on the sly. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, so hang on, are MS going to sue everyone? Uh, nah, they've just, they've just, apparently they've taken up, se- uh, <laughs> they've gone, this one's Aldi, you've got bad quality cake, mate. So... So the cake's so shit. That's what they. Yeah. That's what they're offended. Yeah, about. they're like they're offended by the. Yeah, that's what I mean. They're just like, it's rubbish. This. I find a weird rubbish. thing with the food at Aldi is because like, I shop there a lot, but very reliable, very affordable. But when you shop there for ages and then you eat food from an actual real supermarket, you're like, <laughs> oh my god, it's like you've had half your tongue missing. <laughs> You didn't know that celery wasn't supposed to squeak. It's so I think strange. Food from Aldi tastes like, I assume, that stuff they give people on the ISS. Like, it comes <laughs> out of that plastic foil. <laughs> it just feels like, if it's like the first food that's going to be grown on Mars, which isn't hollow, I think they're going <laughs> to... Oh, I've, I've got a lot of proof that it is if you want to go into it. I just think, and yeah, I'll, but so maybe that's why. What do you reckon? The, what do you reckon? That, and we're going to have to get one now. I reckon we should do. We should have. We should have organised and got a, done a live cake t- taste test. Yeah, probably did, late great radio. Sorry, but... you did superbly well on avoiding the hollow, the hollow Mars thing. But I'm going to fucking track right back to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got I'm, nothing I'm but hollow in. Mars facts. I'm straight in. Me and Stephen have a conversation. Actually, actually, no, fuck that. Before we begin, Tarek, Stephen, tell him about the crabs. Oh yeah, right. Okay, so. Did you know that, right? Um, Look, hold on, we need, we need more build-up, Tarek. Have a little shot. All right, are you ready? <laughs> Fucking hell. This is, this is honestly, I, he told me this about four hours ago, and it has haunted me to my very core since. Right, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm settled. So we were just talking about, like, you know, like little head cannons that we've got. And I say to Binnersley, did you know that uh, separate, separate, you know, evolutionary chains... 10 of them have led to crabs. Like what? Cra- <laughs> Independently, crabs keep evolving on this planet, right? So there'll be a space in... There'll, there'll be one separate genus that makes a crab and then another separate genus that makes a crab. And this has happened 10 times. This has happened with no other species on the planet. This world loves making crabs. Okay, we that's keep wild. Making- yeah, and it's Basically, happened loads. Crabs are in charge. <laughs> yeah, we are a crab planet. We, hang on, just... hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not, I'm, I'm not on a menu at a right. Chinese restaurant. It's definitely Only... a crab planet because there's, there's like one genus, as he says, that there's one like line that evolves into from Homo sapiens into us, into what we are as primate. Ten separate times, <laughs> things have evolved into fucking crabs. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's ten separate fucking times. Yeah, but they're not they're not left they're, they're not left the middle of the food chain though, have they? Tell me when there's kaiju. I don't care if they're just gonna sit there and be delicious. They're just not big enough yet. In the Middle Ages, humans used to be a lot shorter. Crabs are just biding their fucking time. <laughs> Imagine how terrifying a crab is if it's waist height. Yeah, there are quite terrifying. Actually, when you see the big ones, they creep you out. They're little little sea insects, aren't they? But and what's that got to do with Mars? Oh, uh, we were just talking like so. But there's been like a bunch of uh, little little kawinky dinks that have led me led a load of people to believe. That what Mars did you just was... say? Do you try and say coincidence and say completely the wrong word? Coinky dinks. What, co- co- what the fuck is a dink? It's a dink. dink is the Aldi version of a coincidence. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. M&S is suing currently. <laughs> it's anger over coinky dinks. <laughs> so, right. Okay, so there's a couple of weird facts that support that Mars is hollow, and that's where all missing people are trafficked to. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You jumped two steps in one, then. Right, okay. And I very much need to question the use of the word fact. Oh, yeah, no, this is... (laughs) What what I'm about to tell you is high-octane nonsense that some people believe. Right. Okay. So can you say hearsay? Oh, no, it it doesn't qualify as hearsay. So why use the word fact? It's nothing to do with my own class. Because <laughs> it's, it's just... It's just... Right, okay. So here's here's the... I'm, I'm about to tell you a bunch of insane things that track in the mind of an insane person, right? So... Is the Mar- insane person you? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> no, right, okay, All so... Right. Mars is designated between us, the greys, the tall whites, and all other extraterrestrials that come and visit this planet as where we do our trade dealings, right? What's this like cash converter? It's, think of it, more like a B&Q outside a town. Like CEX. CEX for aliens. (laughs) Yeah. So they come, they bring us the technology, and we and we sell them our people, right? And we keep them in the hollow bit of the Earth. So we abduct people, we take them to Mars, and we fly them off. This week, we had the first flight of the helicopter that was taken to Mars. It's a tiny little helicopter. We would take, and we we took it there, right? Inside of that tiny little helicopter is a little small bit of the Wright brothers' plane. Now, this, 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 that, that bit's real. <laughs> that bit's what, real. What, that's, what, why? I don't think this is true, but this is what people say. They say that, <laughs> that the reason that they've put it in there is a nod to the fact that Mars is a hollow place that we sell slaves out of because when the Wright brothers first took off, their state was a slave-owning, supporting state. This is worse than that film John Carter of Mars <laughs> or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I actually exactly. didn't hate that as much exactly. as everyone else did. This is, this is grade-A nonsense. It's real bad. Do you know what else is really... <laughs> do you know what else is weird? Yeah, yeah. So the flight 
was planned on the same day as Abraham Lincoln's assassination, proving that Mars is hollow and used to sell slaves to space aliens. Thank you, and I call that the prestige. That is without... How do we get from caterpillars to this? <laughs> well, there's, there's caterpillars on Mars, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's probably oh, yeah, yeah. loads of fucking crabs. <laughs> yeah, loads Sorry, of crabs. I tell, tell you what, Stephen, I do have one quick question. Yeah, yeah. Any how did, you like? How, so the, the Wright brothers went to Mars? No, no, no. The the Wright right. brothers just were the first people <laughs> to fly on Earth. The Wright brothers, it'd be fucking impressive the first time anyone had flown a plane. They went to fucking Mars. I've, got, a def- I've got to defend you here, Terry, because I have just spent two minutes talking absolute pace. Minutes hooning you in there the is right a little bit sharp. The first, the first flight they're taking off. Oh, I, I reckon, how far do you think we go? Oh, do you reckon we'll, reckon we'll get over that style over there now? Let's head for that fucking red planet in the sky. No, 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 no. no. I, well, look, because you're telling me that's any less insane than the stuff we just heard. I reckon the first time they flew, they might have gone the 284 million kilometers to Mars. <laughs> Who knows? Are you up there? In so, a wooden plane? <laughs> Well, hold, hold your breath, Orville. This one's going to get bumpy before it, get, <laughs> before it gets there. Just pig intestines filled with air that are just sucking on as they go through the atmosphere. <laughs> I reckon they'd be absolutely fine. I don't understand. So, hang on. So, the Wright brothers didn't go to Mars. The Wright brothers didn't go to Mars. Ian Wright, Who however, to- did. <laughs> Ian Wright. Ian Wright went to Mars. That'd be good. I've watched that show. I love him, Wright. Right? Him and Paul Merson went out one night, went, up, went on a bender, woke up on Mars. Someone they used to take cocaine off the FA Cup. They love that stuff. Everyone I went and lived around North London for a bit, and everyone around North London's got some doing blow with Tony Adams story. Everybody. <laughs> no way. <laughs> if, I, if I won the FA Cup, I'd sniff around a beak off the FA Cup. Absolutely. I, I, to be honest, most things I buy, I'll have a line of cocaine off them just to, <laughs> just to like sell them into the house. <laughs> Your be- your baby Bjorn full of coke is going to be a weird sight. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, so uh, what actually happened the first time that they took the flight was when it landed, uh, the, they gave the wings, which were made of a fabric, to the people, to the ladies of the town nearby so that they could make dresses out of it, which you is know, really no, nice. The town nearby, not the planet nearby. <laughs> So who went to Mars then? NASA. And they were flying a helicopter. A it's helicopter. only small though, isn't it? It's, only t- it's, it's not a full-size helicopter. It's only tiny. No, no, no. no it's, it's more very of tiny. a drone. Yo, so let me get this yeah, straight. Yeah. They took a helicopter to Mars? Yes, yeah, there's one there a, now. With a tiny bit of the Wright Brothers plane inside it. Is, which that, meant... is that bit true? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, you can it, Google it. It feels Where's like it, it feels like it's not. I know it feels not true because it's an insane thing to do, but they genuinely did that. Is it what? Is it the? Is it the? Um, what? So they took a, an unmanned probe, sent it to Mars, flew a little remote control helicopter, and dropped yeah. off a bit of the right bubbles plane. No, no, the 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 bit of dropped, the, dropped the, a little bit of the right bubbles. Oh, the helicopter was made of a little bit of the right bubbles plane. Yeah, it was inside it. Why is it not in a fucking museum? That's what uh, because Indiana Jones won't stand for it. <laughs> Did you see that thing this week about the Church of England being asked to provide a list of all the antiquities they've stolen because people because people want them back? 
Oh, no. Can you imagine? Imagine them coming around, knocking on your door, trying to claim all that shit back. But we brought you Jesus. This list is going to be insane. It's, yeah. it's literally everything. Like, even the yeah. fabric they stole. Like Exactly. It's terrifying. I'd love to... Uh, I'd love to. See, I would love to see countries just start showing up. Just show, as soon as we can all travel again, just showing up at the door. Easy. Just a, mo- a moving van taking the Elgin marbles. Yeah. <laughs> I want it to look like an episode of Supermarket Sweep. <laughs> It'd be the best ever episode of Can't Pay All. We'll take it away. It'd be <laughs> staggering. Just Gary and Ernie turning up on the door, uh, Archbishop of Canterbury knocking on for him at the vicarage. That would be God. excellent. I'd watch. I'd watch that show. I'd does watch that have, show. Hold on. The Archbishop of Canterbury is. Does he have an archbishopage? Yeah. Is that where he lives? Yeah. A bishop. A, a, a bishopage. Bishop a bishop. Which one does he have? Does he have St Paul's? No. Where does the Archbishop of Canterbury live? I imagine Canterbury. Otherwise, it's going to be a hell of a commute. <laughs> no, but you have to. It's what? So it's like a, is he? He's voted in. Is he like a? Is, well, I thought it was like a job. Don't they just get sent places? They get assigned by the. They get picked by the Queen, technically, but not really. But the Archbishop of Canterbury always gets sent to Canterbury. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? Because. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, That's fine. I understand. I know Can I you... spent a while talking about uh, space slaves, but are there this different? Is are, there, are, there, are there different levels? Are there different levels of Canterbury uh, church yeah. folk? Like, you could be yeah. Archbishop's the top, but you could then be the. Archdiocese, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, there's the Hump Bishop of Canterbury. Yeah. He's under the Archbishop. <laughs> yeah. No, so so yeah. there'll be a local. There'll be a local. The assistant managers. Oh. An assistant manager, is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So first team coach. <laughs> there'll be a there'll be a deacon, definitely. Yeah. Which tends Main, to be like the assistant the ma- manager. And he's the one who fiddles. He does all the fiddling. Organizes. No, the no, fiddling. no. He he does like he holds the books basically. Is the deacon? The, is the deacon the one who turns a blind eye? No, <laughs> they technically legally own the church and all of its like artifacts who am i sending to nantes island that's all i want to know <laughs> which you one jason i thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the catholic church just all of it yeah um but yeah it's uh the catholic church is super interesting like uh turn of the century anyway but like yeah. they're the ones that can get married so they're not that noncy you know yeah no, yeah. Catholic, Catholic are you saying are you saying that the Catholic Church is Nazi because they can't shag women, so they think they'll just fuck the young boys that are there? Are you saying that yes. that, that, that that's the problem? The celibacy vow is what causes Nazi, along with a bunch of other problems. But yes, all right. Well, that's good that we solved that. Um, Boxer, let's take take all sorts of business today. What's next on the fucking list? So, uh, Tom, Tommy Robinson, in um, oh, speaking oh, of. Speaking oh. of great things that speaking, this country's produced. Speaking of fucking, <laughs> speaking of fucking nonsense. Um, I hope he sues. So, uh, Tommy Robinson, our Tommy is. Uh, what's his a, real? What's his? What's his dead name again? Stephen Yaxley Lennon the Third. That's it. Okay. Yeah. That's without not, doubt one of the shittest names I've ever heard of. Yeah, it's bad, I, isn't it? I yeah, might have made it the third bit. I'm not sure, but I like yeah, it anyway. Yeah, Stephen Lennon is right. Yeah, Stephen yeah. Yaxley. Stephen La- Yaxley Lennon the third. Master of slaves. He actually now goes by Wiggles the Caterpillar. <laughs> <laughs> What's the after one called? Clyde. 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 Uh, what happened to what happened to fucking good old Tommy this week? Then 
Right, so Tommy, basically there's been some court documents released in the US that the show that the English Defence League founder um, discussed moving his family to Texas in 2019 and he was going to seek asylum funded by wealthy racists from America. Um, wow. But his plan was, what he put on the documents, how, how he planned to raise money was by speaking evangelical churches. Um, what, around Texas? Yeah, that worked. I thought he, he isn't even even evangelical church one of those like lovely happy singing or dancing black black churches. I think some no, of them are, but not all. No, you're thinking of Baptist when you see the word oh. Baptist. That's, that's like your tra- your more traditional. Because evangelical churches are like the massive multi million pound. The the, the 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 bishop owns a jet kind of motherfuckers. They're I, I, mega I, churches. They're I, a type. They're a type of evangelical church. Mega churches sounds like a problem from the future. That sounds like it's a fucking uh, what's the guy? What's the lad with the big shoulder pads? I am the law. Judge Dredd. That's what. That's what a mega uh, church. Sounds like. I've been. I've been picturing Tommy Robinson and Sister Act. So that's that's why. That's what was happening. <laughs> what was that? What's that truly abysmal eighties movie? Robbie Coltrane. Nuns on the run. That's what, I, that's what I've got in my head. <laughs> That's got that. That's got that banging song in it. Da, 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 da. I'd fucking watch that. I would watch Tommy Robinson and who's that nuts Dutch fella that's always spouting mad racist shit. that's banned from like seventeen countries. No, 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 no. Tommy Robinson as nuns on the run. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, be amazing. <laughs> Everything he does is gold. Man's not made a bad show. <laughs> is TikTok's yeah. on fire as well? Is TikTok's on fire? Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. He's still matching his white t-shirt, so he would not be able to wear. He'd have to wear a really tight white, tight known robe. I imagine he's that rich that he buys t-shirts that are that say on the medium when they're clearly and they're just too tight for the poor man. Oh, he looks awful. Anyway, if I say kids medium every time, I oh yeah, so I'd watch that show. Yaxley Lennon and another as nuns on the run around Texas. The fucking show that is. You want a mismatch, don't you? So what you want is you want Tommy Robinson and the corpse of Nelson Mandela on the run. <laughs> <gasps> Weekend at Bernie's, but with Yaxley <laughs> Lennon and Nelson Mandela as he tries to get him around in a Baptist church. Oh, yeah, I just take care of my grandpa, me. Come on, grandpa, it's time to up and dance, just like pulley system. Pulling his chin up and down so it looks like he's singing hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about him and um or either Miriam Margulies or uh well that chick the chick from Abs- Joanna Lumley. I'd watch Joanna oh. Lumley and, and Stephen Yaxley Lennon running around as nuns on the run. I don't think you can get her away from the Sherpas, can you? No, she, it's not Sherpas, you mean the you mean the Burkers. Gurkhas, damn it. Oh, I'm a I'm a racist. <laughs> Sherpas! Sherpas are the people who help me get up Everest. Gurkhas are the people who help us win the wall. She's walking into those lads in the poll. We're trying to get you to the top of it. <laughs> top of it. This has got Shippy Sandy written all over it, this has. <laughs> oh, not not Cor Sandy Gate. Not again. Uh, um yeah, I would I the thing is the like and we've said it before, but the brass neck of these cunts is consistently mind boggling to me. To try and run away on someone else's dime. Oh look, to tell you what though, that, you've got to say that for racists. And um, and xenophobes and people who believe in you know uh, racial supremacy, um, they do tend to look after their own, don't they? It you know turns I mean? out they really like white people. You can't yeah. keep them from liking white people. 
I think that um, part of uh, the first point of our manifesto should be banning Tommy Robinson from the United Kingdom and then banning him from ever speaking. I don't, I don't mean in public. I mean, like, we should, like, tie his mouth shut with cable ties. Oh, like that, like that um, atrocious uh, Eddie Murphy movie, A Thousand Words. You should tell him he's only got ten words left and he best pick them fucking carefully. Because we're cable tying him as soon as he said it. And I reckon at least eight of them will be racial epithets. <laughs> if Tommy Robinson only had ten words left, at least eight of them are the N-word. No yeah. doubt in my mind. Oh, no, Muslims. Muslims would get it down the neck, I think. Uh, yeah. I think, I think six N-words, three Muslims, and one more wall. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. think... Because there was another one of those videos this, like that come up pretty much weekly now, which is like somewhere in America, somebody goes into a shop, gets asked to put on a mask, and before you know it, they're being wildly racist. There was this woman who was it went into a shop, got asked to put on a mask, and then just starts screaming at a young Muslim family, right? And then when the police show up, she just starts crying, going, I didn't do anything wrong, I didn't do anything wrong. And that's that's every racist on the planet. And so as soon as the going gets tough, as soon as things are, they're actually asked to test their zeal and their metal, they fucking start weeping and trying to get some cunt in America to bail them out. What once one second, Tarot. Are you defending cancel culture right now? Because I won't fucking stand for it. Am I defending cancel culture? No, I'm just saying No, I'm not. You know I'm Mr. Warren Woke. Don't have that. I'm just saying if you put under a bit of fucking heat, don't try crying to your American brethren to try and bail you out, you pussy hole. M- melting like a coal in the caterpillar. Yeah. Fucking. I do have a good story this week. Oh, I fucking love a good story. I wouldn't, Go I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say a good story, but a funny story. So um, I live, they don't listen to the podcast, so I think it's okay. I live to a, next door to a couple called, uh, I'll call them Carol and Barry. I actually, I actually was, well, you can either start the story again, but I'm also very excited for the bit halfway through the story where you forget what names you've called them and you revert right. to it anyway. Okay. So um, I know a couple. I, I am friends with a, a couple of gammons. Okay. Um, and my gammon friends, um, I'm going to call him Barry for today. My gammon friend, Barry, he is the classic I'm not racist but man. And he, he's not racist, but he's just not, he's just not fond of people who are from certain places or believe in certain things that he's not intelligent enough to understand. I don't think you've even used the phrase to describe him. He's not racist, but... So, but this week, uh, Barry's uh, other half, I'm going to call her Esmeralda. Um, You're definitely remembering that. I love it. You're really testing your powers of memory now. This is turned into a parlor game. Fucking hell. Right. Um, Barry and Es. Yeah, so Esmeralda... Uh, sent a sent a message to my wife saying uh, that she was uh, she was having some problems with the neighbours next door. It was the first day that you were allowed people into your garden. So what was that, March twenty ninth or whatever? Yeah. Um, but the message she simply she said simply read, "Fucking foreigners and the loud music ruining my day." <laughs> oh no! However, Barry is very much not racist. No, no, he isn't. Poor Barry. <laughs> I um, but how did they know it was foreign music? Uh, it was definitely foreign music. I don't know if you've ever heard uh, Bulgarian techno, but it's got a very unique vibe. 
Oh, I'm, in, shit. I'm into it. I definitely want to go to a party where Bulgarian techno's playing, preferably <laughs> while I'm very, very inebriated on amphetamines. I, I might try and pioneer it. You know, instead of everyone doing all those like jazz Sundays, I'm going to fucking put Bulgarian techno Sunday. Try and ram your roast down your neck with that on. You should call, you should call Sundays ram your roast down your neck. <laughs> To the to the sweet sounds of Boris Dimitrov and the Matt and the, and the Sophia Five sounds really good. I'm in. Oh fucking hell! Right. So my uh, my favourite story of the week is um, about this chap called Brian Robson, not the uh, sadly missed legendary footballer. Um, he, but, sorry, firstly, but he's not dead. Is it, Brian Robson's dead as fuck. Brian Robson is not dead. Brian Robson. Brian Robson, Manchester United, an England legend, is dead. Uh, you're thinking about Bobby Robson, uh, the former England manager's dead. <laughs> Brian Robson is very much fucking alive. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> All right, I'll have a Google. You start telling your story. Let me come in the middle with a how old right. Brian Robson is. So, <laughs> Brian Robson, the dead fella, not the dead fella. Um, this chap called Brian Robson, he moved to Australia when he was a young man. And he, uh, he got homesick and he wanted to get back to the UK. Um, but he couldn't afford a, a freight plane out of Australia. Uh, he, co- he couldn't afford the airfare. He couldn't get out. So what he did was he found two Irish fellas, one called Paul and one called John, and he asked them to nail him into basically a giant box, and he mailed himself back to England. <laughs> and he's reappeared in the Daily Mirror this week trying to find the two fellas who posted him back to England. Uh, the problem was, is Brian Robson, alive or dead, didn't actually end up back in the UK. He woke up in Los Angeles. And he describes the experience thus. So he's, he was basically in a box. He'd had loads of uh, little laxatives a few days before, so he didn't need to piss and he didn't need to shit too much. He took himself a book of Beatles songs to keep him entertained. It was the 60s. I imagine he was high as fuck. Um <laughs> Wait, what? this happened in the 60s? This didn't happen this week? No, no, it happened in the 60s, but the guy's been in the press this week because he's trying to find the guys who posted him. Right, okay. Ah. Also, Brian Robson's 64 and very much alive. <laughs> Is he? He died! <laughs> he's not. He's alive, he's mate. Dead. He's dead. Right. He's dead. I have been in a dimension where Brian Robson is dead. Whether that's this dimension we're in now or whether it's one that's just over there somewhere that we can't quite grasp. (laughs) Brian Robson is dead. Adam, Adam, Brian Robson's managerial career is dead after a disastrous spell at West Brom. Other than that, he's, he's very much alive, man. Wow. He's a dead man. I, I don't believe it. Prove it to me. Right, I'm going to fucking look look for myself. I want to see, I want to see a video of Brian Robson walking and talking. I want to see today's newspaper in his hand. Today's newspaper in the background. I want proof of life. I don't think he's got social media. (laughs) Well, of course he's dead then. Why would he be alive if he doesn't have Twitter? He's he's definitely dead if he doesn't have a, oh, hello. Hang on. Hold on. Yes, there we go. Brain cancer, 2016. I remember it. Sorry, I'm not saying... This has happened to me before. Brian Robson is going to be on Manchester United's YouTube on the 24th of April talking about his shirt collection. So you could tune in then, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what like, shirt collection? Is, uh, is Manchester United shirt collection? Or does this just have a load of Ben Shermans who wants to show off? <laughs> yeah, it is a market stall because that's what he's doing now. Because his managerial career is dead, not he's, him. He's got an original Hugo Boss SS uniform that he wants everyone to have a look at. Um, <laughs> man, he's got. A, oh, he's got a Twitter. As the fuck, he's dead. Dead people can't have Twitter unless you're Jeff Buckley. <laughs> Oh, um, hang on. I, I mean, to be fair, it's not. He's definitely alive, but I mean, his Twitter's a bit of an issue because the first three what posts. Does it say R.I.P.? <laughs> no, the first, the first, the first three posts are from 2019, and it's the homepage of Radio Ther- Radiotherapy for Life. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, he's dead. He had cancer and died. He's definitely not dead, Ben. I have been in a dimension where Brian Robson is dead. This well, might not be not... the one we're in right now, and that might have been a different me, but I that has happened. Post a post on his Instagram from May the eighteenth. Brian Robson uh, alive and well. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not fucking moving though, is he? What do you want from me? I want. I want. I want a moving Brian Robson. I want to see him doing a crow turn in the centre of midfield, driving to the edge of the penalty area and landing it in the top corner before I believe that he's dead. Right, I can't do. I can't do that. I can't do that. But I actually do have. Uh, I do have a middle ground. If Brian Robson, like many other famous people, is on Cameo, I will pay much <laughs> money to send you a Cameo telling you that he's alive. I don't know what Cameo is. I've heard it mentioned, but what is it? So basically you can pay any people from people all across the famous spectrum to record you any message of your choosing for a fixed fee. And oh, they will like do it. Like that guy from the in-between is going everyone a wanker. Yeah, exactly. But he makes you know he, he clears like two hundred and fifty grand a year doing that because he basically works his nuts off, because like thirty of those a day and then and shits them out for like eighty quid a pop. Yeah, the man's a monster. I would rather fucking suck dicks in an alley than do that. <laughs> Are you kidding me? He's yeah. got to say, brie- say briefcase wanker and eighty quid no, 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 no. Any wrong any one of those people who is like clinging on to that first role, that breakthrough role when they were successful that I do remember do you remember when I was in the in-betweeners and I was funny because the script writing was good and I haven't worked with any good writers since. Hang on, he's he's got he's all sorts of career. He's on Twitch, he twitches every day, makes all sorts of bear cash. The man's man's doing work. Tell you what, I can also if I can't find Brian Robson, I will get Neil Razor Ruddock to send you one instead, because I feel like that might help you. I can only find Dennis Burkamp on Cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Burkamp. On Cameo? Yeah. Right, I'm not going to get... This is going to break down into a football podcast in a minute, but I can't fucking... <laughs> I can't be asked to Dennis Burkamp. He's wildly overrated. And I bet he's, bo- he's boring. What, is he, what do you reckon he says on... Do you reckon you can get him to say some really dirty... Do you reckon I can get him to endorse Pedo Island? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Feed, bring me the pedos. Feed them to the island. Do we know what? Do you know what happened to Epps? That was Dennis Burkamp. That's the worst Dutch accent I have ever heard. Why is he Ivan Drago from Rocky? First of all, I'm a man of a thousand voices, and that is very... (laughs) All right, okay. Okay, sorry. Actually, let's test whether you're a man of a thousand voices. Well, we're going to ask you four. Tarek, that's two each. Uh, I'm going to have Scouse first, please. All right. Nailed it. Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to go with um, 
Blummy. Right. Nailed it. Carry on. Oh, that was bad. So, yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying, isn't it? All a right. thousand voices, yes. Man's going to get a bit spicier. I'm going to go with uh, North African man. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be so racist. Uh, <laughs> I've actually, I've actually only spoken to one North African gentleman, and he sounded very Middle Eastern. Yeah, we are sort of sweeping it all under one rig. Well, do you want to do? You can do South African. I would like no. to see you do South African. I, want I can only say one word, like everyone. Oh, I can yeah, only right. say one word. It's Brooks. a one-word impression. Fucking <laughs> No, it's Blix. Blix. I thought this was quite funny, and now it's not making the edit. So let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's died of death. Died. I mean, to be fair, I was gonna, my last one was going to be Mexican, and just uh, to watch you get really, like, so Pakistani's always good. That's always funny. <laughs> but everyone's all right with it sounding a bit Welsh, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A man of a thousand voices. <laughs> Right, well, uh, hang on, what we got left? Hang on, so this uh, Australian guy died. I, was, I feel bad about that. So is he, is he not found these fellas then? Uh, not according to the Daily Mirror. They were launching his search. Basically, what happened, right? He, he was homesick, nailed himself in the case, got himself posted back to, to the UK, but ended up in Los Angeles, and he ended up in, like, a freight warehouse, and some poor fucking cunt found him. Like, walked up, and he was, like, really delirious because he'd been in there for five days. And some guy walked up and just saw his, like, the whites of his eyes through a hole in the box, which must have been the most terrifying experience of his entire life. I'm scared just thinking about that concept. So, anyway, he com- so he comes out of this crate looking like Tom Hanks in, in the bad part of Castaway. And then- what do you mean? Hold on, hold on. Castaway is the worst movie of all time. Yeah, but when he's stuck on the island and you know, he gets all like wild beard and like skinny and that, that's what I got. I was just trying to be descriptive. Of I, don't think, I don't think you can say the worst part of Castaway. That's like saying the worst part of the Holocaust. Jesus, why is all your references back to that? No, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, no. It's all, no, all right. The, the whole Hol- movie's. Holomars this, ca- <laughs> Holocaust that. That's the all whole it is. Movie, the whole movie's <laughs> absolute. The whole movie's absolute dreck. Um, but. So he comes out of the case, but hang on, does he just stay living in Los Angeles then, or do they move, do they get him somewhere else? Because he clearly no, can't he afford a ba- ticket anyway. He got back eventually. I'm not sure how he got back. I imagine he swam. Right. Yeah, because because that's like it's illegal to to go into a country. Yeah, yeah you can't you can't passport. post yourself. Yeah, you can't post yourself. Yeah, you got to declare yourself. Yeah. technically. <laughs> yeah, but that's what a passport is, isn't it? So what do you do? Like slap the passport on the box and you're fine. No, 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 no. You still have to declare yourself. Like, it's you as the coming to a border is like the declaration, and it? it's the point. So oh, right, to... is it? And the same with oh, any no. goods. You have to declare goods. You can't just smuggle a human in a box and be like, beat your rules. Like, it doesn't, that's not, I don't know. No, I've, I've, I'm pretty, I saw, I saw a few crates of humans coming in, coming in this country. We seemed fine. Is that, is that how you measure them? Like, it's like hectares for area, but uh, <laughs> crates of humans. Pretty, pretty Patel just closed that door back up and pushed it back into the ocean. Did we ever actually get back around to what she actually was accused of in terms of war crimes? Was it just a detention centre? I imagine she, whatever she's been accused of, she's done things that are a million times worse. Yeah, tenfold. It's basically, her policy of making people actually be like you can only claim asylum if you land on the country has been called inhuman because it that is. sounds like the game of life like you have to roll a six of <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah you gotta he roll a double number to land on the finish or you're fucked 
like, try and get across here, land on a beach. Second you can land there, you might get a chance at surviving. But yeah. That's that is okay. That's wild. That's as with the um, classic formula show. We just got very much caught up on your erections for Pretty Patel. I think we ever actually covered what it done, but that is actually horrific. What would happen? Yeah. Imagine, imagine how enraged Pretty Patel would be when all the pedos start trying to claim asylum from Pedo Island, just washing, <laughs> washing up in the white clusted Dover with fucking massive Ardons and trays full of kiddie porn. I imagine most of them went to eating with one of their mates. I wouldn't worry about it too much. They'd probably end yeah. up fucking. I I think actually second item on the manifesto is to fucking burn Eaton down. Oh yeah, I don't know who'd miss it. I think that's fine. I also feel like that bit of footage is going to be played in a future court case. So <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, though, like there's a, there's, a, there's a kind of like there's a kind of safety of knowing where they all are. It's like having it's like having a weather spoons in your te- in close by to a pub you know that the pub's going to be all right if it if there's a weather spoons near it you know because it's kind of like a, a sink it's like a gravity well for people who have mobility scooters that like to get in fights yeah and who need a part of john smith's at half 10 in the morning exactly you know go down the way you see one called the crown and anchor you're like oh not a weather spoons pub it's going to be a few quid more expensive i'm fine you know yeah. i can I can have my alcoholic whiskey at 12 in the afternoon and no one's going to talk to me. Alcoholic whiskey? <laughs> yeah. I like my alcoholic whiskey. Um, hey, so I, I mentioned last week in the podcast that we don't talk about when you nearly died. Um, yeah. we, we talked a bit about the uh, the mayoral race in Manchester. It might have even been the uh, week before. But I was really impressed. There was this kid called Alec Marvel, who's like some 20-year-old kid on Twitter, who's decided to stand for mayor of Manchester. And I think our new political party could happily beat Andy Burnham. Do you think? I think it'd be absolutely fine. So I'm going to see, depending on what the costings are, I think we might just be uh, entering the race for mayor of Manchester if I haven't missed (laughs) a cough. I think uh, it's two grand. It'll cost you two grand. Oh, yeah, you mentioned this on the podcast. Do you actually actually have to pay it if you don't... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are they going to do? They won't let you in. You pay, it's like one of those things. You, pay you have to pay it up front. It's not you have to pay if you don't get a certain number of votes. No, no, you get the money back if you get a certain number of votes. I've got a couple of really stupid rich friends. I think I think it might happen. Hmm. I think we can make this work. Hmm. We're going to stand. It's going to be free the weed. Yeah, a weed the, ticket. Yeah, free the weed. Fuck the pedos. That's it. Easy. Done. Hang on. Hang on. We're going to have to think about that slogan for fuck the pedos. I'll be honest. That, that looks dodgy. All right. Okay. Free, free the pedos. Fuck the pedos. Well, this has completely got off the rails. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. Just on. I'm steaming, so you have to bear with me. All right. Okay. Um, what else have we got to talk about? So, is it right? Because I've not really caught up with everything. Is there anything that I've missed this week? Well, you missed Usher getting cancelled for about four and a half hours. Right, okay, take me through it. Take, okay. take me through hour by hour or so, what, whatever. Well, <laughs> basically, what happened was um, a stripper, um, I'm going to assume from Vegas. It's always Vegas, isn't it? Let's face it. A stripper <laughs> from Vegas basically led, screenshotted some stuff and a couple of messages on Instagram that went viral, which basically said that uh, Usher... Had paid the stripper in his own in hundred dollar usher bills, which rather than bearing the face of the people on Route Mushra or whatever they do, had his face on instead. 
Um, but it turned. But it turned out. It turned out that it didn't, uh, and it actually tipped really well. So it was just fine. Okay. I like the idea of going to a strip joint and trying to pay. I mean, obviously, Matt Hancock could pay with the Treasury's money uh, in marked Treasury bills. Um, <laughs> actual, actual Kruger runs, probably. <laughs> all, all the trippers have to cancel because the gold bars dropped out of the knickers and landed on their feet. He's, he's actually taken the Queen's scepter and is trying to pawn that off for a stripper. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I like that idea. Just going in there with like Disney bucks or. Um, yeah, we don't really have that. It's not a British thing, is that? By the way, so I had to cut it. It's not a British thing. We don't really have any places that have got their own weird currency. Monopoly money. Monopoly money. Monopoly money. But that's not universal. a place, is it? Yeah. It's not universal. You can't use it to buy a sandwich in Beirut. No, I'm just saying, but the game is fairly universal. Um. But yeah, I suppose, um, I, I imagine, to be fair, some people in terms of actually attempting to support Beirut have tried to give them Monopoly money. <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> people wow. are callous and awful. Yeah, um, Winston Churchill probably went over there and gave them the guns himself. Yeah, well, yeah that's how he got stuff done. <laughs> Legoland does not appear to have its own currency. Is that is that what it says on the does not appear, or is that what you think? Is that what it says on the internet? No, it does not appear to have its own currency, but maybe they do. I'm not going to. I'm not going to take this from a man who didn't know whether Brian Robson was dead. I'm telling you, I have been, I have been in a dimension where Brian Robson was dead. It might not be this one. I've set him <laughs> off again. I don't need to set him off again. Look, it's only you're you're two seconds away from Hollow Mars. <laughs> <laughs> The Wright Brothers plane made it. I refuse to not believe it. The Wright Brothers plane <laughs> made it to Mars. It may have taken it a hundred years, but it definitely got to Mars. But um, yeah. So, so the basic concept was that there was a massive furore because Ocean I think that word is furore. Oh, is it furore? Yeah, furore, like Ferrero Rocher. All right, okay. There's a Ferrero Rocher, and um. <laughs> And because he paid her in Usher books. Yeah, but he didn't. Basically, one of his entourage, I assume of, of many people who hang out with him, pay with his Usher books, left loads of Usher books as a marketing tool for whatever new ushering he is doing. Why does Usher have his own currency? He doesn't have his own currency. No, but it's, hang on, so the Usher books don't exist, so they're just like made up. The concept yeah, they do, in general. They do, they do exist, but like one of his entourage got some printed and he left them like flyers. Ah, uh, right. Well, hang on. Usher can't be still using that grassroots organizational technique. Usher's surely too famous for that. For yeah, a no, leaflet campaign. He gets you to sign up for his mailing list and then he gives <laughs> yeah. you an Usher book. What else is he advertising with? T-shirt cannons? What is this fucking prick doing? I think it'll be Usher books, and on the other side, the guy from his entourage will be uh, advertising his DJ set that no one else is going to go to. <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Or he's all an Usher lookalike. I think that's the only way. How about that as a third put in the manifesto, then? I reckon we form our own currency. How many, on average, how many points do you think for a manifesto? I actually don't think I've ever read a manifesto, you know? Have you read the Unabomber one? <laughs> yeah, we've both read the Unabomber's manifesto. <laughs> I've literally never, you two have never been whiter to me than you are right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I can't be reading. Do you reckon I, I as a slightly brown man, can Google bomber manifestos on the internet and not have someone swinging through my window? <laughs> You'd never be able to wear a backpack again. Are you fucking out of your mind? Oh my god, I've never experienced what like white privilege like this before. <laughs> yeah. Being able to like, just Google bomber manifesto is there very. Are, there much... are three. There are three inherent differences between you two and me. One. <laughs> manifestos two time travel it's not for me there's not three places i can go yeah and you can three, go any it depends what subcontinent we're on but you, yeah no 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 even on even on some wild subcontinents i'm going to be not seen as maybe then brown enough so then it'll be an issue it'll be a disaster oh, okay. i love the idea that only white people would be interested in time travel because black people have got absolutely no interest in going back no, no, no. anywhere they can yeah, <laughs> they only not really... go forwards yeah exactly and also it's really not even the it's really not even just white people in general it's actually white males if you're a woman at any point you're gonna get burned at the stake for being a witch so realistically yeah. there's only, it's only really uh, white dudes that have the best time in time travel and the third one is um, wearing a backpack on a bus that's not really that's <laughs> although I do tend to get, I do tend to get a seat quicker <laughs> um, this is gone sideways again <laughs> sideways again it's All right. delightfully sideways show. it's right. fine it'd be fun right Let's... should we go to TV town TV town yeah TV town Welcome to TV Town. TV Town. TV... Oh, fucking Woo! hell. Right, Tara, why you are you market st- Why are you a market store vendor? What is here happening? Here we go. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. Um, I've been working all week, so I've watched fuck all on TV. The only thing I you enjoyed... I watched uh, Anthony Jesselnik's 2015 special Thoughts and Prayers, which was oh, yeah. terrifyingly dark and wonderful. I've got time for Anthony Jesselnik. I think there's a craft in what he does. Do I enjoy, think, yeah. do enjoy. I can't remember if he's a novad though. I think I hope he's not. I don't think he is. No, he's all right. Yeah, I really like. He's got an amazing podcast as well called the uh, Jesselnik and Rosenthal Vanity Project. He's oh, best, yeah. He's best friends with this guy. Um, called, I can't remember his first name, but called something Rosenthal, who's like an NFL producer and a commentator, and they have this weird podcast which is basically just Jesselnik talent showing off. And insulting him all week—it's really wonderful. <laughs> yeah, he's good. There's loads of craft what he does. I think he's—it's—it's it, it's not just sort of cheap punchlines. They're actually like it's yeah. obviously they're, they're deeply, I, deeply dark. Yeah, I, I think, think the time—the ty- timing of his comedy is wonderful. The way the yeah. the timing of the punchlines on top of the premises is really, really something to be admired. Eh? Yeah, he's yeah. dead good. Yeah, he's really good. I like uh, and, and not in in dickhead comedy news. I did enjoy this week that there was a a trailer for the new fa- no the new um, Army of the Dead movie, the Zack Snyder's new uh, new Day of the Dead movie, and set in that world with Dave Bautista. But um, Chris D'Elia was meant to be in that, and he's obviously oh. a deeply, deeply bad man. Yeah. And um, Dave hilariously CGI'd him out with Tig Notaro, 
replacing him. Which is <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Oh God. It's beautiful I, I, work as well. It looks great, and it's you can't really tell. I'm absolutely. Tell you what, we have we have you know obviously to talk about cancel culture, but I can absolutely get on board with digital cancel culture. Like, fuck that guy. And That'd be amazing. Imagine well. if they'd replaced Kevin Spacey in House of Cards with Ainsley Harriet. How good that would have been. <laughs> That would have been what a show that would have been. You know, Sakabusi, you know, <laughs> as he kicks that chick onto the train line. Um, my my favorite thing about that is that uh, Tignataro, uh, when because the executive producer of her TV show was uh, what's his name, ginger comedian, likes to wank in front of people, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Louis C. Yeah, and when that first came out, she banned him from set and said you're not allowed to come on i don't care if our show gets cancelled you come nowhere near any of this cast wow Fuck. yeah yeah she just like she just straight up was like she's had a couple of great she's had a couple of great specials she has she's obviously she's she was quite funny. sick for a while and it was um that was a great yeah. show yeah she's fucking fantastic yeah and uh, he put out her do you know her her half hour where she went out and said i've got cancer yeah yeah, yeah. and she talked about get what it's gonna what it's gonna be like to get a double mastectomy and all that kind of stuff. That's why it's a very tricky layered layered thing, obviously, you know, about what you know, how people make amends or what people what they were like and uh, you know, but it's just for him, that one was always just he's just an awful man who would be completely abused his power. But I think we discussed yeah. this. Hang on, did we talk about this last week in the show that doesn't I feel like this Louis C. K. came up last week. Oh. You won't know, Stephen, you were in a you were in a blur of <laughs> yeah, uh, was... of, of last, long, last, you know, last week we talked about Louis C. K. and Brian Robson was dead. um Um, i too actually um the only two things i watched uh well one thing i watched this week was stand up another one was actually uh, i watched them i realized i did start watching something this week so them which is a it's an anthology series that explores like uh terror in america um and i watched this yeah there's a really like there's a sort of it's about a black family that moved to um north carolina and um and yeah, it's really, really weird. It's it's like it's really kind of surreal and very dark. And there's a there's a you know there's a there's one guy who goes crazy and he's got this he's seeing this like minstrel like character, this like properly horror, um, but it's a horror face sort of black minstrel character. It's um it was quite good actually. Yeah, I really enjoyed um really so, enjoyed so it. Does it focus on the same family with different stories or different? What every time it's different, it just focuses on like the theme of terror. It's sort of following it through. It's following through a little bit. So I'm only three episodes in, which is they're like it's like day one, day three, and day four, and it's all right. starting to get a bit odd. But it's definitely well worth watching. I could I could recommend right, I'll it. Check it out. If you like Who's that sort of creeping, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but I will now find. Is it? Uh, is it it's not Jordan Peele, is it? No, 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 no. It's not actually. And I, but it, it surprised me because it does have that the calligraphy on the on the name on the name them look like that. Um, it's us, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, similar no, yeah. movie, but um, it isn't. Okay. But I will hang on, let me find that for you quickly. Yeah, uh, and that's no. on Now okay. TV in case you want to watch it's it. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's on Amazon. Oh, is it on Amazon? It's an Amazon Prime show. I watched a lot of television while I was trying to recover from to be able to breathe again. <laughs> uh, so, things I watched included um, Palm Springs. It is. It had uh, the gentleman from Brooklyn Nine Nine who's Adam, married to Adam Sandberg. Yeah, Adam Sandberg. Uh, he, he, he Andy Sandberg. Sorry. Yeah, he he wrote and directed it. It's got uh, J.K. Simmons in it, who puts in a very good performance throughout. It's Is J.K. Time... Simmons ever bad in anything? 
No, he's not. He's just wonderful in everything. And it's a dark comedy that has a sci-fi element to it. And it's wonderful and heartfelt. And it's exactly what I needed. So it's like yeah, a it's, it's, I, a, it's like a it's like a time loop thing essentially. They get stuck at the same wedding. Christina Milioti is the is the the female lead. Yeah, and she's she's genuinely underratedly brilliant in everything she does. She's she's like the heart that she brings to the entire piece is just wonderful. Yeah, yeah, like thor- thoroughly great. Uh, recommend it. It's sort of bullshitty, but it's bullshitty in a way that's great. You like you just put watch it, it on. Over you watch it. it doesn't offend you in any way. Yeah, yeah. But as, got- as he seems unconvinced. It's got a couple of good gags in it, but yeah, it's all right. I'm just and amazed that Stephen actually managed to describe what the television show was like the today. <laughs> yeah, see, see, uh, when I get a telling off, I take notes. Almost, I take notes. like within a minute of starting talking about the TV show, you actually indicated what sort of television show it was. It was quite impressive. <laughs> Yeah. It's a movie as well, so that didn't he clearly didn't explain that well, did he? But uh, <laughs> <for fuck's sake. laughs> all, all we need is clarity. All we need is yeah. clarity in this day and age. And love. Yeah. yeah. Um and the other thing I watched was WrestleMania. Uh, which is which was eight hours long, which is too long for anything. It was split over two days. Why is it eight hours long? Is it social distanced in time? It was split over two days. Actually, there was an amazing bit at the beginning where it, they did it in an outdoor stadium. So they actually had fans in attendance, 25,000 virgins in one place. And, they, and it rained. So for the first hour of the show, it was delayed. The first show with fans for over a year. How? And it was delayed for an hour. How old is Brett the Hitman Hart that the main event lasts two hours whilst he stumps around on his arthritic knees? I love, I love that you refuse to believe that Brian Robson's alive. You're absolutely <laughs> convinced that Brett the Hitman Hart is still wrestling. Brett the Hitman Hart's alive. A man, yeah, he is, but he also got kicked in the head and had a stroke. He does not wrestle anymore. <laughs> yeah, he, he also he also had a real bad case of uh, leukemia, was it? Or some, no, some no, he sort just, of... yeah, just, oh, did he? Maybe he had some bone, yeah. I don't know, some sort of disease. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, but no, he's no longer wrestling. It's a bunch of women now. They're letting women do it. Yeah, it's a bunch I've... of women. <laughs> yes. Serious, like the, the of brilliant of women. The, yeah, the highlight of the show was the female wrestling. The male wrestling was kind of like mm, the female wrestling was genuinely wonderful. Yeah, like, yeah. they've got and they've not got just because of the boobies. Did you, yeah. Stephen? Did you touch your penis whilst you were watching it? No, I had O2 saturation of 90%. <laughs> I, couldn't get, <laughs> I couldn't get an erection if I tried. Plus, he'd worn himself raw over the pretty Patel story. That's oh why it dropped so long. How much would you love to? How much would you like to watch Pretty Patel wrestle Diane Abbott? Oh God! Oh, oh. one human rights every violation. Oh my just God! One human rights violation. You, you can't see. You can't see this, dear viewer. But Stephen just literally mopped his brow when he was talking about that. <laughs> It'd be worth the license fee for a hundred years to watch Pretty Patel wrestle Diane Abbott. And it, but it's like, but they're not wrestling. They're like you remember on a duel on Gladiators where they hit each other with the big cotton buds. It's like that, but they're swinging dinghies full of migrants at each other. <laughs> oh jeez. I'd watch yeah, I'd watch that a, a mojito in a can on a pole match. I'd watch that. <laughs> That is exactly what the fight would be if Vince McMahon did it. Yeah, I'd watch that. I'd watch the hell out of that. Absolutely. Lest, lest anyone forget that Donald Trump is in the WWE Hall of Fame and actually was at wrestling. He, he got stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, I genuinely think an episode of Gladiators entirely populated by the Conservative Party is now my one reason to be alive. 
I think we. I think probably if you if you plotted a, a plotted a list of things we've discussed most on this podcast, Gladiators is almost certainly up there, and the Tories. Tories and Gladiators are the top two in our demographics. You bring those together. I'm watching the shit out of that. I think I'd, it'd be nice to have ironic events. So like the Travelator, instead of it actually having an end, much like austerity, it won't ever end. Uh, so they'll just be running on a hamster, on, running on that little treadmill forever. <laughs> That's what I want. You, know, you just got to get to the top, Matt. You just got to run to the top. There's no top. He just keeps running on this hamster wheel till he's dead. Oh, God. Imagine the amount of cocaine they would have let Shadow have if the Tory government was running gladiators back in the day. Oh, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be dead. He'd have had a heart attack. Well, I'd do, I'd do that. I'd, I'd, just, I'd fill Bojo full of, full of all sorts and just let him, let him do that bit where they had to charge down that tunnel and there was just people blocking it with pads. Imagine, if, imagine, do you remember that one that they had in the later series where there was like a figure eight in the ceiling and they used to get in a harness and race round it? They could do a, oh, Brexit, yeah. they could do a, they could do a Brexit version of that where instead of a figure of eight, it was just a one and people just flew <laughs> off the end to their death in the NEC in Birmingham. <laughs> That'd be so good. You could wheel out the same Scottish ref. Get him, get it all going. Oh no, he he died with Brian Robson. They were in the oh, same yeah. car. No, no. So get get Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon can ref the whole thing. I <laughs> uh, that'd be excellent. I'd watch the shit out of that. I think we should book it. Um, get a word of someone. It'd be so good. If you, if you book it, they will come. Yeah. NEC of dreams. Boris <laughs> <laughs> Johnson hanging out the back of Ulrika Johnson. Ah, uh, to be fair. To be fair, she's in she's her fifties and blonde. That's she's just in her and blonde. No, it's she's at- too. She's too thin. She's too thin for him. Yeah, like, he likes him like a bit bubbly, doesn't he? He likes a BBW. A robust woman is what he enjoys. Yeah. <laughs> he um, likes a Rubenesque. He, he likes a woman with Rubenesque charm. Fertile, Rubenesque, and fertile is very much what Jeez. he what he's on his what is on his Tinder profile. I think Boris Johnson's taste in women is much like his pursuit of youth of voters, is that he'll take anyone who can fucking tolerate him. <laughs> <laughs> You've done me. Coughing up a lung, that's it. <laughs> Over. Oh, oh me oh my lungs giving me right jip. <laughs> I hope you've had a nice time and I hope you've been outside for a drink. We'll see you all next week.